Thank you for joining us at His Table, a weekly devotion to help us grow together in God's Word. Now, here's Rita Ritchie. I'm sure we've all heard the term, they were caught with their hand in the cookie jar. Though this saying gives us the image of a small child sneaking upon the countertop in a kitchen, hoping to devour that forbidden cookie before supper time. But in context, that phrase is often used for serious adult wrongdoings, such as a crime or one breaking their marriage vows. Another term you may have heard is, they were caught red-handed, meaning that someone had committed a more serious crime, that of shedding blood and taking a life. I have heard these terms in regard to both small and large wrongdoings. But what they are both saying is simply this, someone was caught with guilty hands. The evidence was there. They could try to wash their hands in innocence, uh, to remove the proof, but they were guilty nonetheless. I found this fact to be interesting. In 17th century London, convicted criminals were often branded on their right thumb in place of a more severe sentence. If they were ever accused of another crime, the judge would force them to raise their right hand and therefore all to see was the evidence of a previous crime and conviction. There was no excuse or argument that they could make to declare their innocence. The evidence was there. The brand was on their right thumb and it proved their guilt because they had guilty hands. The Bible tells us in Romans 3 and 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That simple verse declares that all of the human race has guilty hands. Though most of us will never stand in a court of law with guilty hands of some crime that we have committed, each of us will one day stand before God Almighty the judge of all judges. And guess what? We will all have guilty hands, guilty of sinning against His Son and His Word. Now, I was raised in a Christian home, but there came a day at the age of nine that Holy Ghost conviction got a hold of my young heart. Though I had not committed any great sins, I was a sinner nonetheless and I needed a Savior. While I was preparing this devotion, I felt that there would be someone listening who has drifted away from the Lord or maybe you have never surrendered your life to Him. You won't go to church for fear that conviction will meet you there, but you will listen to this devotion and the Lord is wanting you to understand that you are a sinner and if you died today, you would stand before God Almighty with guilty hands. So whether you are nine or 99, remember that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 
I love these verses in Romans 5, starting with verse 12. Wherefore, as by one man, Adam, sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men, and here it is again, for that all have sinned. Verse 15, but not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one, again Adam, many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abound unto many. In verse 18, Therefore, as by the offense of one, and I keep repeating this again by Adam, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, Jesus Christ, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. Oh, but I love this. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Thank God that as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, I don't know what those verses do for you, but they make my heart rejoice. Why? Because the guilt that lay heavy upon my hands, upon my heart and life, was removed by the free gift of grace through Jesus Christ. In John 20, the disciples were hiding for fear of the Jews. You see, Jesus had died, was buried, and now had risen. Mary had seen the Lord and had told them of the encounter, but none of the disciples had seen him since he arose. But then suddenly, Jesus appears in the room where they were gathered, and he saith unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had said so, he shewed unto them his hands. Why his hands? What is the great importance about his hands? Some may would look at his hands and say that Jesus was caught red-handed, that he had guilty hands. But no, my friend, Jesus showed them his hands because it was proof that he was the risen Savior. He had taken the sins of the whole world, and now the brand or scars that are upon the hands of Jesus, they are not there because of his sins or his wrongdoing. No, the scars upon those precious hands are there because he took upon himself the guilt of mine and your sins. When we confess our sins unto Him, He washes away the guilt from our hands. Friend, He not only bore our guilt, but He took our wages of sin, which is death, and He gave unto us 
eternal life. After Jesus died, rose from the dead, and went back to the Father in heaven, I don't know exactly what happened upon his arrival, but I wonder if Jesus didn't walk up to the Father, raise his hands, and say, the sacrifice for sin has been paid. I have redeemed mankind with my blood. Friend, you may be covered with the scars of sin today, but if you will receive the free gift of grace and salvation, on that day when you stand before the throne of God ashamed because of the scars of guilt upon your hands, all of a sudden you will look with amazement and those scars will be gone. For you see, the only scars in heaven will not be on you and me. They are in the hands of Jesus who took our sins. I can remember hearing a song when I was just a child that said, the only thing in heaven that's been made by man are the scars in my Savior's hands. Yes, when all the redeemed, the blood-bought children of God, stand before God Almighty, and we are asked to raise our right hand to show the evidence of our sins, I believe Jesus will stand and raise his hands and say once more, the price for their sins has been paid. They are washed and made clean by the sacrifice of my blood. For all eternity, we will praise the Lord for the scars in his precious hands. I want to encourage someone today to accept the free gift of grace of salvation. Jesus loves you and died for you so that you can be forgiven. Give him your life today. Ask Jesus to be your savior and he will remove the guilt from your hands and give unto you eternal life. May God bless you and give you his peace. We appreciate you meeting with us. We pray that you are strengthened in your walk with the Lord. For more devotionals, please visit us at BlytheFamily.com. We trust that you will join us again next time at His table.